All episodes of the Garage Build podcast are recorded live in the Law Fran studios. The law offices of Fran Hosh, Palm Harbor, Florida. Call 1-866-LAW-FRAN or go to lawfran.com. The law offices of Fran Hosh, serving the Tampa Bay biker community for over 20 years. Welcome back to the Garage Built Podcast. I am forever your host, Jason Hallman. Hey, this episode of the Garage Built Podcast was recorded live in the Law Fran studios. Call 866-LAW-FRAN and follow at Fran Hosh Law Group, serving the Tampa Bay biker community for over 20 years. Hey, for nearly seven decades, SNS Cycles has engineered and produced the finest American-made quality aftermarket parts for American V-Twins. Whether you're on the street or the track, choose SNS Cycles for your next performance upgrade. Visit sscycle.com and follow SNS Cycles on social media at SS Cycles. We're also brought to you by Team Dream Rides in Maryville, Tennessee. And they're located only minutes from the tail of the dragon. Dream Rides specializes in performance engine upgrades, used bike sales, service, maintenance, and repair. Visit teamdreamrides.com and follow at Dream Rides Tennessee on Instagram to keep up with all of the latest news. Billy Lane's Sons of Speed Vintage Motorcycle Racing is coming to New Smyrna Speedway this March 4th. Go to BillyLane.net, click on the Eventbrite ticket link to purchase pre-sale tickets. You're also going to find tons of officially licensed Chopper's Inc. and Sons of Speed merchandise. Join me, Billy, and the Sons of Speed family this March in New Smyrna. These are 100-year-old board track racing machines going 60 to 80 miles an hour around a banked oval with no brakes. As always, we are brought to you by 1620 Workwear, the finest and most premium made in the USA workwear, guaranteed for life. Visit 1620USA.com, use our discount code, SPEED2022, and you're going to save 20% at checkout. Follow at 1620USA on social media. This is another one of the Sons of Speed interviews that I did. This one is with Hotshot and Morgan. They're part of the uh, Fast Freddy's Godspeed racing team. These people are so fun to hang out with. They're so eclectic, and they've all got these amazing backgrounds. And Hotshot is a professional fabricator and welder that specializes in really super high-end stuff. So it was a very interesting talk. There's a lot of background noise, but we did it on location. So I hope you enjoy it. You're listening to the Garage Bill Podcast with your host, Jason Holman. I didn't even know what the hell a podcast it's was. Insane. Well, you're about to find out what a podcast is. Jason, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes, sir. And you're Morgan. I can remember that. Hi, Jason. Nice to meet you. You as well. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast. And what do you, you have a nickname you like? Hot Shot. That's what I thought, Hot Shot. Okay. And you guys, you race in Sons of Speed with Godspeed Racing, correct? Yes, I've been racing since And you're, you race in a sidecar in Arma That's right. on a BMW. I'm, I'm I want to hear about that, too. Co-pilot That's awesome. Co-pilot on a BMW 750cc. We, we race with the Arma organization. Um, it is it's better than yoga, man. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything better than yoga. <laughs> Can you slide your chair up just a little bit? The closer you get to these microphones are like really there good in go. a quiet area, but they're not as good in a loud area. That's not true. We're really short. 
and uh, these chairs are low. These to the chairs ground. are terrible for this, but I'm, I'm a one-man show, so I can carry all that stuff and put it in my Good. truck. Hey, well, that's, what, that's all that matters, man. So how did you how did you guys get involved with Sons of Speed? Let's talk about that. Uh, are you guys a couple? Yes. Okay, I know that's an awkward question, and it is, it's, but that's an assumption you don't want to make. No, that's not true, true right? That's true. That's so. true. <laughs> well, we started... I think it was the second race that Billy put on for Sons of Speed. I came and I helped pit crew with uh, Fast Freddy. Right. And we were running the J models and the 45s. And uh, I decided to go on my own to get my own bike. So I had my own team. So we had Team Hotshot. Right on. So I did that for a few years. And then uh, Morgan and I met on the Tail of the Dragon in North Carolina. So then she started coming with me to the races. And then uh, shortly after that, we decided to go with the, the armor race later on for the road course. And then when she seen the sidecar, she says, That was it, right? She said, that was it. I was, I, I said, I, We got to do that. Said, you can say whatever the fuck you want. I said, I want to fucking do that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's exactly so what how, I said. How do you meet on the, I've been on the tail of the dragon. How do you meet on the tail of the dragon? You just evidently, all you got to do is find some little podunk mountain campground that you're staying at <laughs> to go ride the tail of the dragon. And you'll find your mountain angel. <laughs> there you go. This is this is the true story. Is uh, what happened was what happened was what had happened. We was at a campsite, and uh, she come walking down the mountain, and the light was sunshine light was going through her golden hair. So I said to her, "Good morning." So she just kind of covered her face and kept walking. And then I. Uh, she went down to the shower room, and then when she came back out, I said, are you all right? And she looked at me and says, yeah, why? And I said, because I thought you broke your legs falling from heaven. Oh, my God. And cheesy pickup lines. And that was, the, that was it. That was the I, end? I actually told him, I said, that's, that's like the oldest, cheesiest pickup line. And I said, but evidently it works. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to teach. I have a grandson. I'm going to teach him all the cheesy ones, like... Uh, I want to rearrange the alphabet and put I next to you. Oh, that's right. Right. That's a good could, one. That's gold. Could you, gold. St- like could you stick your it. finger in my drink and sweeten it up for me? Oh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. So are you guys Florida-based? Yeah, we uh, we live in uh, Largo, Florida. Okay. I have a welding shop I've had for 31 years. It's called Hot Shot Welding. Uh, we do some really creative work. We work for Disney, Grand Staircases. And uh, Morgan works with us now. She's in the uh, front manager and also does our 24 karat gold leaf yes. painting. So oh, she nice. does our faux paint. Cool. So she's very talented and smart. Are you? Are you? Are you a Florida native? I moved here when I was 10. Okay, from New Jersey. Okay, in you a farm. Have, yeah, there you go. That's what people don't realize about New Jersey is like the part up north is got all the accent and then down south in southern New Jersey it's about as south as you can get (laughs) yeah we talk we say napkin and stuff like that but that's about it but yeah I grew up on a farm riding a dirt bike my grandma's farm right on and where are you from I am originally from Asheville North Carolina oh yeah I know where that's at Um, but I grew up in Myrtle Beach South Carolina okay I know where that's at too I've just trucked around I, I went from Myrtle Beach back to North Carolina and then him and I met and went from North Carolina to Florida so I never anticipated living in Florida. It wasn't ever my game plan. No. But, you know, plans change. Yeah. I love Florida. I've been down here 13 years. I came here from Detroit. And uh, I, I, I can't imagine 
you know, I was telling Aaron earlier, like, there's no way I would go back to Michigan. There's nothing yeah. you could get me to go. The weather there sucks. The, 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 it's just, I'm, I'm, you know, and I've done that. And that was one of the things that I've learned, like, getting to know more and more people that, that do things that are, like, at high level, like, that are dangerous, like racing. And, right, right. You know, and, and even, you know, some of your stuff that you do in your profession, you'll find that you, once you've already done something, I think in order to things fresh and, and, and kind of grow your mind and do things like that. You've got to try things that are outside of your comfort That's zone, things right. you haven't. I mean, That's you know, like everybody loves right. comfort food, but at the end of the day, man, trying something new is, is really when kind of cool. When you're comfortable, you're stagnant. Yeah. So we, we do exciting things all the time. And she says, you're always trying to find something to do. <laughs> you know? there's, always, there's always work to do, and then there's more work to do. And then if there's not more work on top of the more work, we find more work to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. are you, Hotshot, are you one of these guys that, do you turn things into work, or does just work find its way into kind of what you're doing? I think it just follows me. Yeah, it follows yeah. you. I like, I like my bougie stuff. So I got to make the RV a little bit more bougie. Yeah. Or race, race ready. Yes, yeah, so you, you know. Got, you guys, when you go racing, do you take the RV with you? Yes, yeah, RV, kids, dog. Well, so and now that uh, Sons of Speed, I guess last year, did you go to the Tennessee race? I did not. No. So we had a race somewhere else in New Jersey. They were talking that um, because of the success of the Tennessee race being a three-day deal, where people were camping and stuff, that they're going to kind of. That's why they're doing things the way they're doing it here in Florida now. It's kind of create that create that community and, and I want to kind of talk about that and if you've been you've been with Sons of Speed for a while now you've seen the community grow and uh, I don't know how long you've been involved in it you know with Hotshot but there's 22 bikes here or 23 bikes here today one of yep. them is yours yep which so far yours is the rowdiest sounding of it they've fired up well, I built the exhaust it is tuned it's stainless steel two to yeah. one right on and it sounds like it's got a pretty rowdy camshaft in it too She's pretty good. She matches up with Billy's over there. I'll tell you that. But we're going to see you on the track, Mr. Billy Lane. How do you like uh, How do you like racing in, in a series that's an outlaw series that has has very little rules? Well, I'm a little bit uh, hesitant about some things. I kind of like to push the uh, envelope with some of the guys about, you know, maybe oil catch can, which a lot of guys have put on their bikes now. So if the oil blows out of the bike, which all Harleys like to puke, right. they call it puking. Yeah. They all want to puke once in a while, so to keep that oil off the track is good. But everybody's bike is built a little different, which is cool because everything's custom. You know, they can change whatever they want. So that, that's that's okay with me. And, and it's a circle track, and I used to be a circle track racer in the stock cars. Okay. So it, it's it's a big adrenaline rush to race these bikes with no brakes, and you got the wall, and it's pushing you into the wall. So I almost hit the wall one time, and uh, well, maybe more than one time. But you can't look at it, and when in doubt, you throttle out. When in doubt, throttle out. So if you used to race on some of these tracks uh, in a car, how different is, you know, we've talked uh, earlier, and you can comment on this too because you race in Arma. There has to be some sim some, some symbiosis that happens that you have you have this symbiotic relationship with the bike that you're riding because you're 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 looking to feel how the engines work and how the chassis work and how the race races race surface is working. How different is it though specifically from a from a car to, to well, a motorcycle? I'll tell you when a car when I raced stock car I had a Monte Carlo with 350 and you're running that mar but that car running around the track. It's the same lines. You find a line like we do on the bikes. Now the bikes are leaning. 
a, a race car, you're coming around a turn, and usually you turn the wheel a little bit the other way sometimes, and back and forth, and you can actually bump into each other a little bit more. So stock car's a little different, and uh, but still it's the same effect. When you sit down in the seat, and you start smelling that racing fuel. Right, that's and, a unique, that's yeah. a unique uh, addiction. fragrance. I wish they made that in a bottle. Like, I think we should do it like alone. Louis, Maybe we can do Louis it alone. Louis Vuitton to be like, yeah, like race day. Race, call day. It race day by Louis. Race day. Race day by, day by Hot Shot. <laughs> hot Shot by Louis Vuitton. <laughs> Maybe then you say how you say it better. Hot Shot. Yeah, use my radio like voice. That, yeah. Right. Hot, hot shot. shot. Now, when we do the road course, I'll tell you about the steering and the driving. Is we're shifting and we got a foot clutch on the on the flathead like we do in the Sons of Speed. Right. But in a roundy round track, we don't really shift. But once we get going, then we roll start. So there's really right. no shifting. But on a road course, we have to let go of the handlebar, grab the hand shifter, put our foot on the clutch, shift, and turn at the same time. It gets a little hairy. Now in the sidecar, if you race that, and I'm the driver, Morgan's the co-pilot. Without her, I'll flip, or we'll both flip. So she has to lean far out on on uh, right turns and lean inside on left turns to keep the gravity of, of the weight transfer so we can slide. And we're literally sliding. So have you ever been to a carnival and you get in a teacup ride? No. You've I never mean, been, been in a teacup ride no. with your kid? I don't do any of that shit. But you got the big elephants and no, stuff, no. shit like that? I get dizzy too fast. Okay, well, no, it's a little one. It's a little kid ride where you hold the wheel and everybody oh, sits yeah, in a yeah, circle. Yeah. Okay, I know you're okay now you're steering the wheel, right? You steer it, and your ass is moving, right? Right. And then, like, say there's some bigger kids in there, right? A little heavy? And you're trying to steer that wheel as a little heavier? That's what driving a sidecar is. You're actually moving the back of the sidecar, not the front wheel. And you're, and so, that's a, that's not just, you're not just along for the ride when you're in a sidecar. No, no, it's you're, a, it's you, a full workout. Um, I have to counterbalance the weight of the whole rig, along with his weight as well. Um, specifically, now we have a right a right hand platform um, BMW, which is generally there. You know, I mean, it's all basis of preference for the driver and the rider. Of course, right. you can have a right hand or a left hand. One is more popular in other countries than they are in the U.S. Um, but on the right hand rig, when when we're taking a right hand turn, I legit have to have from the lower of my hip bone all the way up outside of the platform. So I have to basically counterbalance my own weight and hold down that right corner of the platform. And we will still catch air. We'll still lift up a little bit. And he actually counteracts that as well because he can always turn the rig a little bit left and it'll still bring that wheel down. Um, when we're going on a left-hand turn, I'm practically riding on his bike. I, I mean, on his back. Like, I have to lay over the back of him and... And that's get, really get into, sexy. Get into a neutral position so we so can hot. align those wheels of the main. Well, so how's the learning curve for that? Like, obviously, that's a difficult... That's a. I mean, that's a difficult so thing. So, I'll, I'll tell you. So, there's a... Yeah, I have we that started. question. I've got that question. And then the other question is, you guys aren't wearing helmet communicators, are you? No. This, this is all done... Just by feel and nature and experience, right? It's dancing. We're dancing with each other, and uh, if there's something we need to do, I try to lean myself, my body a little bit more so she sees what I'm doing. But we're both watching for the next turn. So we're all preparing. So she has to be an acrobat. That's right. Time yoga comes in. Yoga comes in. So we started, um, we actually started sidecar racing in... 
March of 2022. Okay. Um, I had to do, of course, a road race course with the RMO organization um, so I could pass to get a license to be a co-pilot. And I had never done anything like this before in my life. Never. Like, never. Like, I don't bungee jump. I don't skydive. I don't do crazy shit like that. Right. I mean, I have kids. Sure. But as soon as I saw it, like I said, as soon as the first time I had ever seen those rigs go out on the track, I was like, I want to fucking do that. Like, now I didn't really believe that I was going to get to do it. Yeah, the was, problem is, is you're married to this guy. See? This animal over Precisely. here that's like, I can build one of those. So I can buy one of those. What's amazing what is, we is we did, I, I ended up doing um, the road race school in Kershaw, South Carolina of March 2022. Um, that weekend, I actually got to co-pilot with one of my classmates on a big wheel classic, which was an experience in itself. Let me tell you. Wait a minute. I got a break here. <laughs> I was racing the 45, and then she's going to school with this bearded fella, which I don't like bearded people, with my woman. So I get done the race, and she had already done her practice, and I come out and look at the sidecar, and being a pretty good welder, I think, sometimes, uh... It was the worst welding job I've ever seen in a sidecar in my life. It looked like somebody stick welded it. Used a battery cable and some the, coat hangers. Basically, the guy told me they ran out of argon, actually. So tell them how the bike handled, Morgan. And Morgan. It was pretty rough. Yeah, it was. I was going to say that it probably didn't it didn't move right. It didn't. It, oh, it, it was, broke. The it frame was, cracked. It was really, really good. The handlebars it, it fell down. Go. It couldn't. It couldn't exceed 55 miles per hour. So that was a good thing. Um, but. By the second day race, no, the first day race, by the second lap, um, my pilot was coming off, and I had no, I mean, generally we both have to stick our hands up, so we, right. we let everybody know we're coming off a track. So I didn't know what was going on, so I just, like, tapped his arm, I was like, you okay? And he goes, he just lets go of the handlebars, and they just rolled. They like, fell just down. completely rolled up underneath themselves. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, good, executive. That was a great executive decision to come oh off the track. <laughs> So we knew not to buy that one. Well, it was it was a big wheel classic, and it was really just to get me through my school training. Right. Because it sucks. You don't want to go to class all day and then not get to do it. No, yeah, you absolutely. I mean, and, you know, with like with anything like that, when you're getting your license, even when I got my NHRA license, you know, you got to go the physical, and you got to get your car inspected, and you've got to be of sound whatever and, right. and that. But you want that closure where you, you know, you have that license, you did something, you got it, you kind of proved yourself to the, the person that's going to anoint you, you know, an official, whatever yeah. it is that you're trying to obtain. So racing in Arma has got to be light years different from racing in Sons of Speed based on the fact that they have a set of constructs that you have to you have to race in, right? Because they have Arma a book, for, basically a Bible of rules that you follow for every class, you a, and you have a, a safety. It's class. a historical racing association, Correct. right? Yeah. So you have a safety class you have to go through. You have to go to driving school like you did. Yeah. And um, every race, they end before practice, you have to get your your bike inspected, and it has to pass. You know. All these rules that they have, they have a list that you need to do wire tie safety bolts, drip drip catch pans, you know, proper tires, your suit, your helmet has to be checked. Now, you race an outlaw race, it's pretty much just go. It's loose. It's a little loose. Uh, I mean, it's fun, and, though. And it's That's okay. part of the adrenaline, I mean, you know? The, yeah. out, the outlaw aspect of it, uh, 
it's it's like playing tag football without gear. So that's, I mean, you know, this <laughs> or is... tackle th- football. Out, right. Tackle football. This is out, it's outlaw racing. When you're coming with Arma... We have to have brakes at Arma. They're very sophisticated <laughs> in, in the fact of the safety, the tech, the tech overall um, of the gear, the track, the rigs, everything. So everything has to be buttoned up pretty good. The thing is, is Sons of Speed is awesome for the fact of the camaraderie that is built by just this community alone. Um, that's why we love racing with Sons of Speed so much. It's, they're a second family to us. Everybody that's involved with Sons of Speed is a second family to us. When we get to come together, even if it's twice a year, it's like we haven't missed a day right, with each right. other. You yeah, know, So we just family. pick right up. I mean, we're a huge family. We. We hang out together, we go out to dinner after the races, and that is the only time we get to see this family of ours each year. And so, but then we don't really keep up throughout the rest of the time. So it's like, you know, it's like a reunion. So you end up having lots to talk about when you actually do get in the same space with each other. Oh yeah, yeah. When we get together, hang out. We like we camp together, yeah. and uh, we always we always camp at Sons of Speed anyway in the RV. But then we always go to the Tosha's shop in downtown um, Daytona yeah. and stay at his shop. We camp there. So with all them brothers and sisters there, man, we're having a good time. Then we go down and party and come back and and, and hope we're not too hung over the race the next day, which is it's a hard thing to do. But you know we do do it. You find a way to power through. That's yeah. Right. So and, you can and go with to the that said, Arma, Pedialyte. Arma is, is We've got a lot of mosquitoes here in Florida. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll get the spray and uh, we'll get rid of these mosquitoes for the podcast here with Jason. Jason, you need a light when a mosquito lights. I'll send you one for Christmas. But uh, we got some dirt bikes doing the globe of death right now. It's very exciting. Uh, sounds like my Kawasaki. 125 doing that and uh, pretty cool pretty cool but Arma Arma is very much a, another family of okay, ours and, so it, it's, and it's, it's the same same deal I they're mean, not a bunch of button down you no, know stick no hoity toities not really some, some are but no, most of them are and our kids get together to play and you know our kids will run all over the paddock playing with each other and we're racing we're running around we'll have a cookout you know we did um, what was it called motorboat margarita Right. They took it. They took an electric motor, trolling motor, and put it in a big wood barrel and made a margarita party. It was kind of hard to race Sunday. Yeah. That, if yeah. you're gonna make enough of an alcoholic beverage that you have to stir it with an out, outboard engine. Yeah. It was very. How did they do it without getting the exhaust in it? No, it was electric. Oh, electric. Okay. Yeah. Oh, like a, a trolling motor. Trolling motor. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's kind of cool. So we it don't cool. really do big lavish vacations, you know. We, but we do race about six or seven times a year. So which, those are our vacations. Which probably costs more than it would be cheaper to go to Europe. We spend <laughs> yeah. more money on parts for the motors. It's true. Don't we? No, that's and, and, and tires because we blow a lot of tires. I had to get a really small diamond ring because I just couldn't see another motor out there like that, you know. <laughs> now I just so we got a nice, beautiful. Ring. I saw that. Yeah. I got to keep Jason away from her. She's so hot. <laughs> There's the mosquitoes again. 
The guy we bought our sidecar from is Larry Coleman, and he is an Island of Man racer. Yes. That's why we picked his sidecar. We seen him one year at at Barber, okay. and I said, "Hey, I heard you're going to retire and sell your your unit there." And he's like, "No, no, I'm not. I'm not ready, but maybe one day." I said, "Well, I'm I'm Stephen. This is Morgan. We would take care of it like our own child. So if you ever do want to sell it, here's my card. I gave him a hot shot welding card, of course, and." Uh, a year went by, and then he calls me. He says, hey, Steve, I'm ready to retire. So you know what I said? I'll what's, take it. What's your PayPal account number? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we bought it, right? Sight unseen. Well, we did see it once, but we bought it. Well, that answered the question I was going to ask you about. Did you build your own sidecar, or did you did you buy one that was already proven? I was going to build one like one of our buddies, and I drew the whole sidecar up in AutoCAD, and I got a plan from a man in Canada, and I modified all his plans. So I spent a few weeks designing a sidecar, and then the call came before I took the motor out of a nice BMW I bought. Everybody's like, you're going to destroy that BMW hotshot? It's beautiful. I said, I want a good motor, and I need the rear end and that transmission. So uh, once we almost got ready to start taking the motor out and bend some parts, Larry called me and said, hey, you want to buy my sidecar? And I said, yeah, because it's already established. It's done. It's ready to race. It's a proven vehicle, and he's been racing for 45 years. That's the best sidecar he ever made. So it, it's, it's a, I couldn't have passed up the opportunity, and I had to make Morgan happy because she's so hot. Is he is he a UK-based racer, or is he based here? He's based here. Okay, no, he's, he's in California. Been, but he's been to Isle of Man. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. And he's going to go back again and race again in the vintage class. Somebody has a car for him to race. Oh, okay. So yeah, I can't imagine what yeah. that would cost to ship across uh Across the Atlantic. I don't know. I got a race. Probably about $2,500 at least each way, I imagine. Yeah, I don't know if they might do a big able, cargo. You probably wouldn't even be able to say exactly when it would get to where you're trying to get to, you know? That, that's right, yeah. yeah. So, especially tell, nowadays. Tell me a little bit about hotshot welding. Um, that's obviously that's your business. What do you specialize in as far as, I mean, we, we specialize in grand curve staircases, spiral stairs, okay. high end railings for homes. We don't do any. Uh, lightweight railings or commercial stuff too much. We do high-end bars, nightclubs. Okay. We do quite a few strip clubs too out there. We've done a dollhouse, Rachel's. You know, we've done a few, and, and they paid some money for what they got. And Morgan actually comes and helps us out, and she does some work with us. Not nice. doing any stripping, but hanging up and putting a go-go cage together. Right on. Uh, we've done some cool stuff. You can check out our website, you know, hotshotwelding.com. You mentioned that you do stuff in, in uh, you just, did you say AutoCAD or SolidWorks? So we do both. We do SolidWorks and AutoCAD. And uh, when we build a curved staircase, it's not just bending a piece of tubing. It's taking like five pieces of sheet metal or steel or aluminum, and you cut them in a, in a layout that's flat. And then you roll some pieces, but you weld all four pieces together to build a big box. And it becomes a curved stringer. So that takes some time to do it and a little practice and knowledge because the first one I built kind of steps started going crooked. I didn't know why because I didn't use SolidWorks. I used AutoCAD and it didn't tell you the true matter of it. SolidWorks will tell you the true piece and you actually dissect it. 
So that, that helps out a lot. But AutoCAD for all my guys, I got 10 guys that work for me and I've been 31 years. We, we take big pride in our jobs. Like, we do work for Disney World. We did a bowling pin that was 20 foot tall, all aluminum. They gave me an actual Brunswick pin and said, we want this, but we want a 20 foot. So they let me freestyle. I built out a two inch by three eighths flat bar aluminum, bent it the hard way, um, and then we powder coated. I ground everything. I ran into a time saver and gave it the, the brush finish, and then we clear coated it. So you can see through the bowling pin. It's really cool. It looks like a lampshade. Really? Yeah, it's really neat. It's in uh, Splitsville in Orlando, downtown Disney. Um, then we did a bowling pin for the same client. Not a bowling pin, I'm sorry. A donut. donut. A 12-foot tall donut out of aluminum. And then we encased it in fiberglass with Ron Berman. He's our artist. He's got his own company, Berman Studios. You've got to put him out there because he is awesome. Very good, talented airbrusher. In fact, he painted the teeth on a sidecar for us. That's right. And that sucker looks mean as hell, don't it? We, 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 they told us it's going to take you, Morgan, about four or five years to become good sidecar racers, you know, and all this crap. Well, the biggest race of the year, we beat them. We got first place. So that was pretty good. On that sidecar. So, That's awesome. But our wellness shop, this stays busy. I just bought a water jet that cuts eight inches thick aluminum or steel or a stainless or a glass or whatever you want to cut, wood. And uh, the table's five foot by ten foot. And my son works for me, so he's running the machine. So we have CNC's mills and, and stuff like that to make our own parts because I got tired of waiting for other people to do my work and I like my quality. So, you know, we do good work and love what I do, you know. I love, I love working. Morgan thinks I'm an alcoholic, but it's better than being a, a workaholic. Or an alcoholic is better than being an alcoholic. I don't know which one it is, but I do like to work. I think he likes to work and uh, maybe a beer or two. We had a few beers last night. <laughs> Morgan's still hungover from her. Uh, I am. The sangria. Sangria. It was hella strong. It was yeah, hella, hella, hella strong. Wine headaches, wine hangovers are very different from other, other forms of hangovers. I know, and I don't know why. Because I'm like, I get a wine hangover pretty much, I mean, pretty, if I drink wine, I drink enough of it to get a hangover right. of some kind. But it's not like that, that you know, a, a good booze hangover, when you wake up, you're like, oh no, oh, it's going to be a long day. That's right, yeah. And then, <laughs> but, a, but a wine hangover, it lets you get up and start kind of starting your day. And then you're making breakfast, you're like, mm, what is that? And then you just have a little bit of coffee, and then you realize that... That's when you start when you start putting other stuff in your body. That's when the wine hangover starts going. No, I don't think I like that. No. Here, here's a little bit of a weird headache. Not a real <laughs> headache, but like a fake one. It's kind of and, bizarre. And you're not yeah, I had be to be able to get weird of it either. Is right. it, it, I had to drag drag Morgan out of the RV twice today already. So I've already thrown up she's, once. Yeah, so she, we're she good. did the old puke. And we I said, okay uh, drink now. a Coca-Cola. Let's you go. Know what? Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw myself on the gauntlet here. Full disclosure. So the Sunday before Christmas, my wife, we have we my my oldest daughter had uh, twins in March. Congratulations! Oh, congratulations! And our youngest daughter, who got married in uh, uh, in October, announced that she and her husband are expecting in August. Oh wow! Congratulations again! I did the math. They weren't pregnant at the wedding. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll happen sometimes. You know, I try to get Morgan pregnant all the time. But uh, I got a granddaughter too. She's two years old. They're the best. Grandkids are the best. Yeah. You can you rev can, them up and send them home. I give them candy. So on the Sunday before uh, Christmas, 
my wife tells me that we're we're gonna start looking at cars. So she's texting the car dealer, putting my cell phone in there. So they're calling me. Not very fair. But she's like she she claims that she, it, it gives her anxiety to have to go buy a car. So we end up we buy we buy a car. We go to some friend's house the Friday night before Christmas, which was the night before Christmas Eve. Well, let's just say that I drank enough that uh, I didn't make it home without throwing up in her brand new car. Oh, that's awful. So I had to detail a brand new car. That's like spilling a bucket of shrimp in the back of the car. It was pretty it was bad. Pretty bad. It was pretty bad. You didn't get the minivan? No. I'm no. trying to get Morgan to get the minivan. She would not even look at one. The VWs no, are bad ass. Uh-uh. No, I, I have a Diesel. Grand Jeep Cherokee, and that is as close as I'm getting to a minivan. And we that's got not a, even a van. <laughs> she wanted something that we, that we could fit everybody in, and I said, well, then you need to buy a Suburban if you do the math. So we ended up compromising. We got a uh, an Audi Q7. Nice. Okay. I like so. no, I like Audi. Diesel? Uh, no. 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 Still we nice. got a, turbo. A, a turbo. Yeah. Can I go fast? Uh, it's like a. It's. I think it's either four or all wheel drive. I don't know. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. It's the first German car I've had. Yeah. I had a Passat. They're really nice. They're yeah. Good cars. Yeah. They're sister companies, I think. Related. I think they are. Yeah. Yes, they are. They're very fast. I'm kind of waiting for this guy to stop riding around in his ball. He's riding in circles, though. I think he might be a circle track guy, but in a really small area. <laughs> or is his former mosquito. So my, my, uh, my daughter was able to stand in the middle of one of those Globa Death. Globa Death. At a carnival in Cherokee, North Carolina. Um, there was a family, and it was really cool to watch them because it was husband and wife, and yeah. they had two sons and an older daughter. The older daughter was the announcer. The two younger sons were also riders in the Globe of Death with the parents. On like little bikes? On dirt bikes. That's what they're doing now. They're doing exactly the same thing. We don't even have life insurance on that child. And so my... The other one we do because she's reckless. My oldest daughter that day, she's 13 now, but at the time she was about 10 or 11. And the mom asked me, she goes, do you think you'd be okay with like her going to the Globe? And I'm like, yeah, like to do what? Well, no, we, we were going to put her in there. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's fine with me if she wants to do it. And so she's like, can I, can I, can I? I'm like, hell yeah, man. This is like the only time you're ever going to do something like this. She went to right there. She kept her arms so flat to the side of her body. And the lady stood behind her to make sure she didn't flinch or anything. And she had three of these bikes just buzzing right at the line of her head as she's standing in the slope. And it was like, I mean, she didn't even blink, dude. It was like, I was like, that's my kid. That's my kid. She's not even flinching. That's like a, uh, you can't move. You can't, you've got to just like, that's, that is 100% all input. Absolutely. That's all data coming in. You're not, you're not giving off. Any, you're not doing it, you're not talking, you're not yelling, you're not moving, you're just, I don't think you could. I think you're holding your breath. Yeah, you can't yeah almost. Yeah, have you to can't, just hold your you breath. can't hesitate. You don't have, like, if something was to happen, you know, but she, even she looked at me after that. She's like, I can't believe you let me do that. And I was like, I'm like do, you, do you even know who I am? Of course I'm going to let you do that. Yeah, right. You know, like, but it was a really, really cool experience. I doubt they do that anymore. <laughs> Because it was probably a huge liability, I'm sure. And like I said, no life insurance. There, but I don't know if it was that. I, I don't know if they kind of they have their own people in there. But still, 
I don't know how fast they're going in them globes, but I can't imagine. I can't imagine that they're uh, that, that they're. Ne I know it looks faster than what it is. What I'm trying to say, but I bet you they're still. Oh yeah. They're still moving in. Oh there. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we got we got friends that race the uh, wall of death. In fact, um, is it? Hobo. Hobo's doing the wall of death here, yeah. and that's the old style wood wall of death. I haven't seen one. I haven't seen anybody over there. He Have races been? with us. Yeah. Have you been in there? Yeah, but I, I haven't been in in there today. But um, Hobo's over there, and they. They do the whole thing. They were at Look, Jason, they do have a kid in there. See, they're giving them five. See that? They got a young lady in there. And the one person's holding the girl so she doesn't move. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Look at that. He's on like a little 80. Something I was like that. Say, yeah, he's, he's whipping it. He's still whipping it around. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how they don't get dizzy all the time. I heard that what they do is they focus on one particular right. thing. It's it's yeah. a they, point of focus. The person yeah. in the middle, probably. Yeah, don't hit don't. that person in the middle. They had to bring some lady in there. So, are you guys? How many events are you guys doing with Sons of Speed this year? Two, and if we can do tell, uh, Tallahassee, uh, not Tallahassee, Tennessee, we will. But it usually interferes with one of the Armor races. So we like to do our six races in Armor. We do Daytona in October and March. Uh, like I said, I've been doing that for about seven years. So I do love going. To if I'm not there, all the guys are calling me, wanting me to, where, where am I at, where am I at? And uh, I am the track welder for everybody. So I bring my rig with all my welding equipment. So I got you. One year, Freddie's bike cracked in half, so we weld the frame and got him back on, you know? Just like an armor. I go out there, something tacked, weld, needs done, exhaust brakes, whatever. I do it for him. And, it's not money I'm looking for, you know, just no, to throw good. me a tip and I'll buy Morgan something to eat, you know, because she has to eat once in a while. She's so hot. Get a, get, a, get a racer back on the track. Yeah, I can't feed her too much because the sidecar, every seven pounds true. is a horsepower. <laughs> That's right. So I weigh a buck thirty. And uh, some of the guys are a little jealous of the sons of speed because they're fat. Oh, can I say that? They're you, overweight. You already, you oh, they're really large men. They're very large. Pushing maximum large density. Man. I'm short and good looking. I'm actually just an old timer. Morgan's hot. <laughs> she head, makes me look good. In, in fact, one year, let me tell you a story. We, uh, you know, when Morgan started coming to the race before we did this, uh, she was so hot. I had to tell her, listen, you can buy some of them uh, checkered spandex. In fact, I'll buy them for you. So we got her all dialed up. Uh, I'll tell you, the guys almost hit the wall. I said, just stand over there about that line right there and just, just kind of smile, wave your hand. And as I go by and the other guys are getting distracted. So it was working pretty good. And uh, so every year we'll line up the bikes. And there's the J models from 1918 to 20 that Billy right. has done. And all the 45. So we get this long photo. What's about, what, 40, Jason, about 40 bikes or Morgan? About 40 or 50 yeah, bikes? Yeah, there's, there's uh, the, from one from two years ago when I was there. Was, yeah. it, it was a lot of So I had Morgan, I bought her, ordered her a checkered umbrella. Because all the pros have, the pro Moto America guys have oh, umbrella yeah. girls. Oh, yeah. So I had her come out as my umbrella girl. Well, it, the, hit, the shit hit the fan, and all the other racers are yelling at their wives, go get an umbrella, go get an umbrella. So, yeah, I usually set the trend, people, because I'm the cool one. And Morgan's super hot, so she makes me even cooler, even though I'm really a geek that just welds. Welded hotshot welding. That's my 
my move is I'll find a pair of like yoga pants. I tried them on too. I have done that. I have. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my wife's 110 pounds or 120 pounds, and I'm like Morgan, 220 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're in a drag but car. But the good thing about leggings is, is a lot of them is one size fits all. Right. That's not true. <laughs> it's awful. It's most. No, I don't mean, do it that, people. Look like it fits, but it'll. I put Morgan's band uh, leggings on once and checkered ones, and I ran out to the to our two little girls and uh i think they ran in the bathroom to throw up it's kind of and then morgan he, took a picture and posted it on he facebook came out, our our uh, our oldest daughter had taken her bicycle out and she was riding her bike and i was telling her to come home that it was time for her to come in yeah and he had gone inside and grabbed my checker pants and put them on he came and stood on the front porch and he looked like he looked like a whole ass in and she rode her bike through the front yard and she, she almost hit like the, she just she almost hit the car parked in the driveway because she her eyes fell out of her head and uh, if you want to picture me i'm five foot three uh, with a big goatee and uh, just kind of funny-looking kind of guy. And Morgan's really hot. She looks like an angel that fell from heaven. And you're wearing checkered pants. But she did say yeah, you look like a superhero. That was kind of a, that's a good compliment. Uh, if I would have had my cape on. That's as good of a compliment yeah. as, as you can get. Well, I cook her dinner too, so she really likes my cooking. So Hayden doesn't. Uh, she she sticks up for me no nice. matter what I do. That's crazy. So where can we find you on? I see you've got a you've got a uh, an Instagram page. What is I have that Instagram page. Yeah, I got a Hotshot Welding Instagram page. I have Hotshot Welding in Largo Instagram page because my son says, "Quit posting your own pictures, Dad." Do you have one for the for your race activities? Uh, no, not yet. Not we're, yet but we're, we just let's get on that. We we just started a company called Team Hotshot Racing, a LLC. Correct. So we can write off some of this expense. So it's in the it's in the process right now. She's up and coming. And we need some more sponsors, yeah. please. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see you on the track on uh, on on March fourth. We'll see you. Yes. When are you gonna When are you gonna pilot one of these things? I'm probably just gonna pilot the paddock for Sons of Speed. Uh, I look better in the paddock than I do out on the track for Sons of Speed. That's the shirt. Pilot the paddock. <laughs> That's be a good shirt. Yeah, we got our own shirts too. We got a shirt. We have a mascot too named Meaty Jane, American Bulldog. And uh, Morgan, Morgan looks good no matter what happens. And uh, we're going to get her on a, a, a 45 flathead one day. We'll get her. We, we're training her now on a dirt bike. And uh, I told her when in doubt, throttle out. Except for when there's a ditch in front of you, yeah, you Morgan, and she went right down the ditch. Bike. I throttled out to a goose egg on my ass. But I will say, dirt, dirt bike riders make the best street bike riders. We, we do. Yeah. We do. Yes, we it was do. a pleasure meeting you both. Yeah, you too, Jason. Thank, Thank you, you very much for being on the podcast. Thanks, Thanks for putting up with Thank us, Thank you. Jason. No, it was great. <laughs> I appreciate it.